0: Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Listening to the real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're gonna be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you got this. Hey, this is the last week of our sale. So if you are interested in the Homegrown Preschooler curriculum, a year of playing skillfully, a summer of playing skillfully, our planner, this is the time to do it. It's our best sell of the year. You get $35 off if you purchase $150 or more. Always say if you're not going to purchase that full $150, find a friend who's going to purchase. Share it. Share the discount. That at least saves you something. So check that out at homegrown homegrownpreschooler.com it is Friday afternoon I am running around it has been a crazy day how's your Friday been have you been crazy I decided to sit back out on the porch because I have not had a chance to sit out here much this week I have been running around kids starting back to school things have just been ramping up schedule wise and it's interesting it's been a few weeks since I had the girls here I hope you loved the blast two podcast I just I thought it was so good to hear the questions and And those women have been heavy on my heart. So they started a Marco Polo, if you don't know what that is. I think we mentioned it. It's that app where you can do the video. And it's pretty great. And these women um, started this group, Marco Polo. And so they've been chatting back and forth and encouraging one another. And as I'm watching these and listening to these women, I just continue to be burdened for your age group, for... You know, twenties, thirties, who are raising young kids and not having a lot of support of older women. Something interesting, Carrie said to me. She's like, you know, so much of our life we're spent, we spent in school, right? We are spent. We spend reading books and learning um, information and and gaining wisdom about different subjects. And then we decide to be a mom, and we are really thrown into organizing a home and running a schedule and taking care of other beings and trying to do that all with a happy attitude. And, and I thought that was so interesting. And if you don't have older women in your life that you can call and say, Hey, how do you do this? Or, or even older women where you've spent, you can spend time with them and just watch. I tell you, I know, I've said it a hundred times. I've learned so much about motherhood, by watching other women, and by being a wife, and by even being a friend, by watching other people, I probably am a stalker to some degree because I'm so intrigued by how people do things, and I want to learn that way. And so, I just thought it'd be interesting to to talk about that today. To talk about just what you ladies are going through, and what. What is causing this rise in anxiety that I see? I just read a lovely post on Facebook. It was a mom who said that she was a perfectionist, and she heard us speak, and she decided to buy the curriculum, and she really has given up a lot of those expectations of herself, like with her children, that she really, um, as she enters the second year of the curriculum, she feels this freedom to let her children pursue their passions and it's also overflowed into her own life and she's pursuing her passions and pulling out her camera again and taking pictures again. And boy, do I love that because that's what I want, right? This life is to be lived, not that we stop living as women so that we can raise these little beings and one day we'll start living again. Now, I know it looks different and you can't really pursue everything the same when they're little, but you don't have to completely cut yourself off from yourself. So, let's talk about Let's talk about this year. You're heading into the new school year. What does it look like for you? You know, for me, I've got two seniors, so for me, it's trying to help them navigate what they're doing. Are they going to college? Are they going to a trade school? Are they going to go start a career, at a business where they can move up? What What are they moving towards? It's time. We We've talked about it as they've grown, but now it's time to make some decisions. I've got a freshman in high school, so even this one is starting to look at, okay, when she graduates, what is she thinking about doing? And then I have a seventh grader. So all big learners at my house, we are done with the little days and it's so devastating. But as I approach those big years and those big decisions, how am I handling that as a mom? Well, for me, because I've been there before, it's not so scary. I've had high schoolers, I've had middle schoolers, I've had seniors. So I know what to expect. But for you, Think about your year, you're going to be facing your oldest child, it's going to be their first year in that. What are they going to face this year? Are you ready for that? What are your expectations? Are they on target? Are you expecting more than they can do? Um, My daughter-in-law Caroline is here and she was mentioning a friend and some curriculum they were doing and they were going to do, you know, A for Apple and I asked how old the child was and she said the child was three and you know, gosh, my child development self wants to shake my head and say, this is not the time to be studying letters. I mean, you need to be studying, you know, going to the potty and you need to be trying to make Play-Doh and you need to be painting freely and you need to be reading books and discussing things. Um, The letter of the alphabet is not going to move them further along in that journey at this stage. That needs to be put off a while. You can be talking about letters. You can be talking about words, more importantly, building vocabulary of words as a whole, before we start pulling out isolated letters of the alphabet. So, know your kids, know where they are developmentally, what's going on with them, what what's the expectation? also this is a great time if I haven't talked about it before do a dream poster with them what are some things they love the best way to do that is to get a bunch of magazines have them go through magazines and even by cutting out pictures that are appealing to them even some of your youngest kids you can learn more about their interests by watching them go through these pictures and going through these magazines and cutting things out you'll see about food if they're interested in that or maybe you'll see like a three-year-old their baby dolls everywhere in their pictures or what are the things that are interesting to your kids and, and how can you teach them more about those subjects? That's a great thing. A dream poster. While you're doing that, make that a great date night. Have you and your partner sit down and you do a dream poster for yourself. What are some things you dream of doing together, individually? And and have a space in your home where you put these up, where you can work towards these goals. I know Jeff and I just got some um, new boards. there glass wipe off boards for the office well we're going to do that we're going to have our little things we work towards things we're dreaming of our bucket list our our goals and we're going to have it there and we're going to see it and we're going to you know write things down and work towards it and have a plan you hear the birds chirping in the background by the way I am back on my porch if you know me and birds are going crazy it is funny I can't see the little guy that's making that chirping sound if you're a bird lover you'll probably shoot me an email and tell me what kind of bird he is he's might be a chickadee, a nuthatch. I don't know. I don't know what kind of bird he is, but he's adorable behind me, just uh, keeping us happy with the noise. So a dream poster is a great thing to do. Um, my kids love to do that. And in fact, we've not done them this year. So as I'm saying that, I'm like, you know, we're going to do that this week. We're going to get that out and we're going to do some fun. And even as they're teenagers, it's good to think about that. Um, The other thing that happens is almost a detox at my house. The summer's going, and the summer's a lot more relaxed with their schedules. They stay up late, and we're having to get them ready to newer schedules and getting back into the routine of working. And because my, my big boys, they play football, they have jobs, they're doing their schoolwork, they have a lot to keep up with. So making sure they're getting the rest. So do you have a schedule that includes enough rest for your kids? More and more studies are coming out about the importance of rest. My youngest does not get enough rest. I know that he stays up way too late. He has got ba- he has bags under his eyes. So we need to work on that at this house. We need to get him back into a good routine of getting enough sleep. Enough sleep is so important. While we're on that subject, are you getting enough sleep? It was funny. Another friend got in a fight with her husband, and she's like, well, the good thing is I stayed up all night, and I cleaned stuff. So... Okay. There's all kinds of things I can say on that, right? I mean, yes, we we do sometimes get in tizzies and fights and fusses and we can't sleep. And I love that you can't sleep because it should bother you when you and your partner aren't getting along. That should be something that's sad to you and you want to fix it. And if it does cause you to clean, then I guess that's good. However, hopefully that can be worked out quickly so that you are back to a sleeping routine. Sleep is so valuable and... Not only do your children need plenty of it, you need plenty of it. I know for me also this year, in addition to sleep, I'm talking about um, just eating healthy. And, you know, I've been all over the place with that with my family. There was a day where I think I've mentioned that, you know, they couldn't eat anything unhealthy. I was that mom who carried everything with us to birthday parties, and everybody stared at us. And now I'm much more relaxed. The kids are older. They're making their decision. They eat pretty balanced, you know, diet, but they definitely have junk food. And time to reevaluate that. If you see some behaviors changing, again, just talking to my daughter-in-law, she was noticing, you know, red forty. And I tell you, for my kids that made such a difference when they had a lot of dyes in their diet. So if you see some behavior changes in your kids, ask yourself what's happening with their sleep pattern? What's happening with their eating? Are they getting a lot of um, dyes? Are they getting too much dairy? Um, do they have some type of uh, insensitivity and if they do what are you going to do about it because so much of that impacts your day-to-day is what's happening day-to-day caused by lack of sleep additives in their food again I don't think you have to be extreme off the chain about it but you do need to be aware and notice how it impacts your kids and while we're on that subject of noticing I know I say this again I'm just going to You know, keep bringing up probably some of the same things, but if you're like me, we need to repeat them over and over. Are you noticing your kids? Are you watching? Are you taking notes? I would have just a notebook that all you do is write down behaviors and communicate you know remember behavior is communication and you know talk to your spouse about it and both of you write down if you notice you know bedtime didn't go well if you notice they're biting on things Uh, one of the grandsons was just chewing on his book today and chewed a piece off and I'm like he and he's had some other things going on I'm like this has to be teething the way he is reacting and and Caroline was like yeah and this and this and this and and so you've got to notice, you've got to be aware so that you can put the pieces of puzzles together. Because often parenting is like a puzzle, right? And you're trying to figure out what is going on and how do you help them move through a certain time of their life. So. If you don't have a notebook, I would encourage you, get a general notebook. that's just where you communicate about the kids. And you write down behavior. And this is when you do your observation. This is when you notice, hey, they were fussy this morning. They they didn't want to go down for their nap. They really got excited about this. They got anxious about that. Um, Their belly really hurt after we ate that. Just things that you need to notice because you might need to adjust something along the way. And that's going to go on for behaviors. That's going to go on for their academics. You're going to need to be aware of that as they get older. You know, just taking notes and, and observing is so important. It goes back to, I know I've mentioned before a sermon series we heard on the mouth. And, and one of the big points was be slow to speak and quick to listen. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. And I think even with our kids, we need to be careful of that. Be slow to jump in. Quick to listen and to observe and to watch. Make sure you have a good picture of what's really going on before you jump in and take over. If it's a behavior situation, we want to stop it. If it's an unhappiness situation, we often want to cut it out. We tell them to cut it out. But they need to work through some of those things so that they can, you know, learn from it. So even in parenting, be careful that you're not jumping in. Definitely with your partner, right? We all need to learn um, to be quick to listen and so to speak. So things you can do also organization is coming up this time of year. It's I think spring, fall, those are two big organization times for us as we get ready. If you know me at all, you know I used to have a school room. We had everything there. But as the kids have gotten older, we don't. We basically have a bookshelf upstairs that keeps their reading books. We have a cabinet in the family room where I keep pencils and papers and those kind of folders and those kind of things they can go and grab as they need. It's got a thesaurus. It's got some stuff like that. And it's got like a bin that has pens and stapler and scissors and basic things. That's it. I do not have a lot of extra space that I need for them to do their schoolwork because most of their work is now abstract they are working reading textbooks they are you know they're not making projects like they were when they were little we we don't have to have as much of a designated space for school they really do school wherever they're comfortable sometimes they're out sitting on the swing to read sometimes they're in their room to read sometimes they're at the kitchen a bar reading so make sure your space fits where you are with your kids if you've got little ones Really make sure you've listened to that talk that I did on space and creating a a space for your kids. An environment is so important. Check out things like Reggio Amelia. I love their whole approach to a learning environment. And you can do this in your home. Um, Discover, you know, natural ways to bring in light, to bring in beauty, to bring in nature take them out in nature as much as you can into that kind of environment for learning it is so powerful even if you're reading to them a blanket on the porch will change the scenery going out two steps into your yard and sitting down a blanket can make such a big difference so make sure with that keep it simple with your organization your toys minimize as the boys uh they're a little over two now and They have a closet in the in-law suite where I keep all their toys and things, and they pulled them out, and they're learning where their stuff is, and they pulled out these bins of Legos and blocks, and of course they do what all two-year-olds do. They pulled the bins out, and they immediately dumped them all over the floor, and I started thinking, okay, I need to probably, it's time, because they're getting enough to pull that and dump it. I need to start reorganizing and thinking, okay, smaller containers, smaller bins, Keep some put away, so they give them access to others so that you can keep that where it's not overwhelming. Because once they start dumping and everything becomes one big pile, it's very difficult for them to work with the materials the same. So you need to organize, though, always better to cut things down, have fewer things, fewer quality toys, than massive amounts of just hodgepodge everything. They don't need it. They need toys that cause them to think. They need co- toys that cause them to question. They need toys that cause them to be curious. And so, if you, as you go through and organize for them, think through, does this do this? Can you extend the learning based on the obvious, you know, option for this? A great set of blocks is key. Great art art products is key some great dress-up items is key not costumes necessarily but pieces that they can put together a soft space in your home where they can have their own reading nook quality books all of that is key so make sure that you take the time to organize that space Such a great time of year. If you've got preschoolers, again, your biggest thing should be just focusing on reading, 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 reading. Nature, 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 nature. Helping them with self-help skills. Because, again, they're discovering the potty at this point. They're still working on their language. Um, The boys this morning, we went to Target. And one of the boys, you know, identified Target. That is their reading at this point. They are starting to recognize. Do some of those predictable books with them. Read that all the time. And then... You need to just enjoy. Enjoy them. Cook together, sing together, dance together. Lightheartedness is the key to this fall. Don't over-schedule and don't overplan. Keep it simple. Allow them to have time to rest. Allow them to have time to be creative. Allow them to have time to be bored. So we need to give them that space within the schedule. But often we're packing the schedule. Especially if you've got older kids and younger kids, you're all so gone with the older kids that the younger kids get dragged along. So I hope you're looking forward to this fall. It's an exciting time of year. Just our family, we love it. We love football. We love bonfires. We love everything about the fall. It's fun. But I think it can quickly become overwhelming if we don't put into practice some of those basic principles. One last thing I would just say is just make sure you... Try to stick with your routine. Look, I'm not a big schedule girl. If you know me, you know that, you know, the thought of getting up every day at the exact same time is stressful. But we do try and have a routine. We do try and do the same things around the same times every day. So try and create a routine. Young children really do thrive on that, knowing what's coming next. We've talked about before having pictures that you can show them, things like that. So make sure you're adding that as part of your schedule. If you do some of these basic things, I tell you, your fault is going to be, so much better for it. I hope you have a great week. As always, I want to thank Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network for putting on this podcast. Really appreciate all the work that Felicia and her staff does to get this out to you every week. Hope you have a good one.